When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey, Pat. Yes, sir. I thought all the twins got their vaccine on April 8th. They did. They got the one-dose Johnson & Johnson. Andrelton Simmons was among them. They did not reach 85%, so I don't know if that's staff and players, but 85% of the players would mean four of them didn't take it or four or five. Yeah, I heard traveling party. Is that right? The tra- uh, so okay. Yeah. So okay. that's probably 70 people, okay. and, and they didn't get – so let's say they got 80%, so 15 – don't have it. 15 didn't take it, and uh, I don't know how many of those. Andrelton Simmons was the first guy that came down with it. Proudly did not take it. He's a little daffy. But uh, then this gar- this uh, garlic who got who is who admitted to being one of the guys that now has it. He did get vaccinated. Uh, and again, they, what do they say? It takes two weeks or something. So it was a week later. He did get vaccinated. They haven't told us who the other two guys, the other two positives were. They're trying to keep that secret. But as I said, let's say one of them is Sano, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I have no idea. I'm just throwing that out there. And they start the game tomorrow, and there's not a 290-pound first baseman out there. You get a pretty good hint that, hey, He's probably I don't the see one. Miguel. Right. I don't right. see Miguel in the dugout either. What the hell is going right. on here? You know, so I don't. I don't know why they uh, don't tell you who the three are. But I, I have not yet seen. Do we have the? Uh, did they get on the plane today or not? They were going to get tested again this morning. They had no positives yesterday. They're going to get tested again this morning, and then if they all came back clear, then they were going to get on the plane. But I think they have, they, they believe they have a variant, Joe, one of the ah, variants. They ah. have one of the variants. So anyway, that's, uh, that's uh, we, I, I don't know what's going on if they're going to try to play a doubleheader. This is a bad place to have a COVID outbreak, though, because you got to try to figure out how to get back to the West Coast and make up the game sometimes this summer. Don't they have another West Coast trip? One to Seattle, and then yeah. they go to Texas, and there's a day off. There's a day off on the way to Texas, but I don't know if Anaheim's off on that oh, day or sure. not. Oh, sure. Yeah, But they they can finagle a schedule with these seven-inning doubleheaders. I know. How about 
Five inning triple headers, huh? How about we go for five yeah, inning triple headers? We might do that. Yeah, I've seen that in high schools. Yeah, five right. inning triple headers and what the hell? You know what we need though, Joe? We got to get the wild back on the ice. That's uh, yesterday in Minnesota sports. Our fighting wolves down by forty in the third quarter uh, get uh, humiliated by the Clippers. Right. Our volleyball team, our proud volleyball Ooh. team, rated third in the country, get beat by the upstart Pitt Panthers in the Sweet 16, which means they won only one tournament game, the, the uh, Gophers. They get bounced out in the Sweet 16, just like they did uh, three years ago when they were the number two seed in the country, and they lost at home to Oregon when the Final Four was being held here and they were supposed to be in it. We got that disappointment. Then our Gopher softball team had been on an eight or nine game winning streak, and they got beat by lowly Nebraska on the other side of the right field fence where I was watching the Gopher baseball team on Sunday fall to four and 20 in the Ooh. Big Ten. Oh, boy. Whoops. Historically horrible season for uh, John Anderson and the Gophers. Four and 20. Are they wow. are they injuries? What's going on? Uh, they... Uh, playing poorly. They uh, they are playing. They, they, they have some pitchers that they thought were going to be pretty good who are terrible. They have a couple of Tommy Johns, a couple of guys missing. They have no pitching, basically. Okay. And then... They don't hit that good either. Zach Robbie, you know, Brian's son, mm-hmm. who's going to get drafted, went into yesterday's game. He's their three-hitter. He'd been their two-hitter and their three-hitter. Played every game, got every at-bat, you know. Went into yesterday's game hitting four thirty-five. This is in game 24. He's got seven RBIs. Oh my God. <laughs> There's wow. nobody to drive in, and if there is, they walk him. So he's got eight intentional walks this year. Wow. Nobody behind him to get any hits. So uh, they're, they, they're a combination of a lot of things. Well, and your wild are back on the ice tonight, by yes, the way. Yes, they are. We're, we're on the road, though, right? Arizona. Arizona. Right. Yeah. How many times can you play one team in a single season? Didn't 17. They just, didn't they just get done playing Arizona like three yep. or four in a row? Yep, yep. Yeah, and now they're uh, now they're down there playing them again. I forget. Nice thing about Arizona, though, is with the pandemic restrictions for with the crowd, you can't tell the difference. Right, right? It's, a, <laughs> it's the same thing. Right? I forgot. I was just down there a couple of weeks ago. Do they play at the same arena uh, that the Suns do, or is, are are there no, two different the Suns arenas? play downtown. Okay, and they play out in Glendale next to the. That's uh, right. Next to the football, and when they got out to Glendale, and their attendance was terrible. They decided it was the location of the the arena, ah. which was new. So it's you know I mean you can't replace it immediately, right? Uh, so well, it's funny you say that because I was listening to you know sports talk whatever station <laughs> in, in Phoenix, and apparently they already want to build a new baseball stadium because they're complaining that their low attendance is the ballpark is downtown. Yes, and they want to be out in the suburbs now. Okay, but the basketball. They read. They did what Target Center did. They redid the basketball arena downtown, okay. and there's been talk about a basketball hockey arena. But I thought that was going to be downtown. Ah, but baseball wants to be in the suburbs. Huh? Yes, mm-hmm. they they cited. Uh, well, there's nowhere to park, and you can't really tailgate. And I thought, okay, is that really your problem? Did you right. uh, <laughs> Did you ever see the uh, age group? 
that we have in Arizona down there. <laughs> and, Median age. This is the place where they got the pool, remember? Yeah. 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 Do, do you really think that they're uh, going to approve $2 billion for a new ballpark and a new hockey arena and a new basketball arena? Well, I just, don't see them doing that. That facility can't even be 15 years old, 20 years old, can it? Well, isn't that their usual life of a uh, 25 years on the stadium? Uh, no, they've been in business since 97. They, they were they in there immediately. Okay. They? they played there right away. Okay. They? Okay. Died. Well, they won it in 2001, oh, and that wow. was only their fourth or, wow. fourth okay. or fifth year yeah, of you're existence. Right. So. Anyway. Wow. So. I, I can't see Arizona pounding, uh, coming up with a lot of money. To, I don't think they pass a lot of bond issues down there, even <laughs> no. though there are rich people. No. Uh, we do have a statement uh, from the Minnesota Vikings players, gentlemen. Uh, they have come together as a team, and many of us have decided to exercise our right to not attend in-person voluntary workouts, <laughs> given the ongoing threat of COVID-19 and the inadequate safety procedures recommended by the NFL. This is the safest path forward for us and our families. This decision was also informed by the dramatic drop in injuries we saw during the 2020 season. Well, every team is doing that now. The union, yep. the union, after being stupid enough to t- sign a terrible 10-year agreement, are uh, are uh, now uh, taking all full advantage of any loopholes oh, that yeah. they can find. Which there. they should. You know, yes. you like it when they stick it to the NFL, oh, don't you? Well, plus, you know. Let's go back to the days when Joe was the beat guy, right? What was the off-season workouts, Joe? The mini camp, three-day mini camp. That was enough, right? If if that, I don't think Bud Bud was the last guy to approve of the mini camp, right? He and wanted to go hunting. You might have, <laughs> yeah. It might have been a late seventies before they even had a mini camp. That's enough. <laughs> three-day mini camp. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go home, work out. If you show up fat, that's your problem. You mm-hmm. know. You know, back back in the days where a beat writer would cost you a draft pick. That's what I want. <laughs> One of my proudest moments. I still love that story. <laughs> How What's long this guy did you, doing out how here? How long did you get the stare from uh, from Bud after that one? <laughs> that not that Bud wouldn't have said anything. He'd just give you the stare. That's worse even. Huh? Well, I don't know how long it was, but I can tell you it was icy. <laughs> <laughs> That is a rare treat, isn't it? As a coach, yeah. to all you have to do is look at somebody, oh, yeah. and you don't even have to tell them what a jackass they are. No. You can just look at. But knew that I knew. Yeah, <laughs> that was enough yeah. for him. You didn't right. have to be. Zambi probably had already ambled over you and said, "Joe, yep, Joe, I love you, Joe, but what the hell were you doing there, man?" <laughs> you know? And I said to Zambi, "I have no bleeping idea." <laughs> Was Mock the same way? Did Mock have a look, or did he? He was more vocal, huh? Well, he loved me, so he didn't. Yeah, he yeah, just Mock he, was, could, he didn't know what the hell to do the, with me. The myth of Mock is that it was hard to get along with. He was great with the guys that covered him. He was okay. the out of towners. He would not treat well, but the guy like the old timers in Philly, like Frank Dolson and those mm-hmm. guys, all they loved Mock because mm-hmm. he'd give him answers. Right. Yep. You ask yep. him a question, you get an answer that you could put in the paper. You might get some steam with it, but yeah, you yeah, right. Well, unless you had a cold, then he'd make you stand outside. Yes. Yeah, or if you, you ask him about here. Dan Ford, uh, Disco Danny Ford getting beat, uh, what around third base? You know what? You know what? The one thing bothered me about Gene 
he didn't shower after games. Remember that? He did yeah, like getting yeah. he getting his sometimes you'd hear him in there showering, but usually it'd just be climb right into it. But he'd he'd uh, generally be in there in his uh in his baseball skivvies. Skivvy, you know, yeah. I sort of with the top off yeah. and you'd be having a drink. But once in a while you'd go in there when he was particularly miffed. And even though you could get immediately into the clubhouse when you got down there from the thing, all you'd see was the pile of uniform in the middle of the uh, middle of the clubhouse? manager's office oh, okay. with the steam coming off the top of it, and he was gone. <laughs> he was gone. So, uh, but yeah, he gave you quotes. You now he had to, as Joe can tell you, he had to wait thirty seconds sometime. But he was forming an answer in his mind. You know. Hey, where did he live when he managed the Twins? Uh, Sid's apartment building out in straightaway center field. Oh, he had, okay. He had, okay. Like, he had like the penthouse out there yep. in the straightaway center field. Sid yeah, was okay. his Sid was his landlord. Wow. Yep. And uh, that's he, how he got the scoop. Well, <laughs> no, I told you a story a hundred times when the phone's ringing in the dugout forty times, <laughs> he won't answer it. Then it then they hang up, and ten seconds later it rings another twenty times, and. I look at him, and he looks at me. We're the only two sitting there, and he says, how would you like to wake up every morning knowing one thing you had to do that day was talk to Sid Hart? <laughs> <laughs> Perspective. Oh, the, the quotes were always uh, well thought out. <laughs> you know, the Gabby Hartnett was, uh, was uh, did he give you the, he's ours and we aren't trading him on that one? No, that was for Gary Lippmann. That Lippen. was Gary Lippmann, yeah, yeah. But, but what did he give you with Gabby Hart? Just a nice little smile or something? Yeah, yeah. because I just said, well, who in that bleep is Gabby Hart? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what the hell? Why should you know who Gabby Hart is? I huh? had no reason to know, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I know. I did, but just yeah. because I'm psychotic about that stuff. But, you, right. you know, oh. I, don't, I don't blame you. Mock should have given you a Yogi Berra. You would have been fine. Oh, would have been yeah. great. Joe, yeah. you know what you need to do? You need to task Patrick with what you tasked us with over the weekend in relation to the twin center fielder. We're trying to come up with the top ten reasons Byron Buxton <laughs> is not in tonight's lineup. Mm-hmm. We well, had some colorful responses via text, from the, Patrick, did over get the weekend. Some good yes, ones. yes, mm-hmm. we did. Kenny even participated. You know who his equivalent is in the NBA? Kevin Durant. He can come up with oh, any yeah. excuse not to play. But yeah, I came up with the Minnesota equivalent athletically in this century of Byron Buxton. Someone who was vitally important to the team to the point that he made you 20% better when he played. Mm-hmm. Marion Gabbert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When yeah. he played, the yeah. Wild were 20% better than when he didn't play. And he ended up, actually, I looked him up. He had a couple of years where he played them all. So that puts him ahead of Buxton. But when he started breaking down and getting hurt, that you were a lesser team then. So he won a cup with the Kings. Is that right? Didn't mean years later. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I he thought. Did. But he throughout the rest of his career after he left here, he was a fifty game a year. Joe, guy. I just came up with one. Hmm. He had an allergic reaction to the nap room. Huh? Because <laughs> you're not a fan of the nap room. I know that. Felt an unusual warmth in his lower left earlobe. <laughs> Rocco is not a doctor. Dr. Baldelli. Dr. Baldelli. 
Doctor Doctor Baldelli. You know, I will say that how much of this is Byron and how much is this is Doctor Baldelli oh. convincing him he shouldn't play. And do you think that message is coming from up above? No, filtering through Doctor Baldelli. No, I think Doctor Baldelli. You look him up. He was in the big leagues at 21. Mm-hmm. Great player. Yep. Uh, was well, he was be, the first overall yeah, pick, wasn't no, he? No, sixth. Okay. But he was at 21. He's in the big leagues with that rotten Tampa Bay team. And has, he finished third, I think, in the rookie of the year voting. The next year, he has a good year. And then he gets breaks his fibia or something, misses an entire season, and the rest of his career is... Is mm-hmm. personally, he was done at 27 or 8 because of a string of injuries. He had this foot thing that I don't know what it was, he dropsy or something. But I think it's all psychologically based on that. that really? Uh, he's trying to protect people from injuries, which you can't do. No. So, but. Plus, what are you saving Buxton for? Yeah. Either play him or don't. Either play him or get rid of him. Yes. They're too and, tight, Joe. They're too tight. That's what Gil's big complaint was always. Yep. Too tight. <laughs> too tight. <laughs> Who's that? Well, Gil, Gil the frequent caller Gil would oh, call it. Because okay. he's the one that always would rip Maurer, and Joe had to inform Gil that Maurer had retired two years ago. <laughs> he was still mad and at And that Maurer. explains why yeah. Gil didn't see him. Yeah. Somebody sneaked. Uh, I wrote the Dr. Baldelli column the other day. You know about what a fine physician he'd make because yeah. he, yeah, because he, he, you'd come in and say, "I'm feeling fine, doc," and he'd say, "Don't be too sure about that," <laughs> you know. But uh, we can find something. Right, Don't right. worry. We'll get you something. But uh, somebody slipped in a. It all goes back to bilateral leg weakness. Oh, that'll so get you blocked on Twitter. That's still, uh, that's still uh, some commenter was still complaining about that. <laughs> Gardy ruined. Well, act Dr. Steves basically did because he gave the term to Gardy to give to the press to give to yeah. the media yep. when they asked after the game. <laughs> and and Doc probably thought, well, this sounds vague enough. Nobody will ever remember it. And uh, and Gardy says, I wasn't there, but, um, you know, yeah. looks at the piece of paper and says, they're calling it bilateral <laughs> leg Weakness. <laughs> ruined his career. Oh. Ruined his life. Ruined his reputation. Poor guy. And oh. had an effect on his twins. Bilateral egg weakness. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was that a was good a, one. I forget who said that, but that was hilarious. <laughs> that was. I wonder if those little kids are going to go to Durham Hall. Or some, what what uh, good are, Catholic grade school are they going to go they to? They are currently at my alma mater, grade school-wise. Oh, okay. At, uh, in St. Paul. They are going to be soccer players. I can tell you, when they were there for Joe's last day, and they hopped the fence and ran out to see him, they were like three. <laughs> they were motoring, man. They, yeah. were, moving. they were moving. Well, what is They're it? going to be running that wing like the Lagos brothers. <laughs> Mrs. Maurer was a soccer player, was she not? Oh, was she? I was thought so. Uh, what, what, didn't, didn't you tell me that? No, I, I don't... I, that's uh, not familiar to okay. me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just completely but making that she up. She went to Nativity, and uh, and I think he's going to send those kids to a visitation. I oh, think. Okay. Be, no, Miz- I mean, probably not. Miz- he's probably going to send them to Cretan there. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think of the Super League? Which league? The uh, richest teams in European hockey, uh, soccer, 
the the big big teams in England, Italy, and Spain. I don't think France and Germany are involved. Are going to break up the Premier League and form their own league, the Super League, twelve to fifteen teams, and they have the soccer world in a absolute maddened upheaval really? because uh, greedy because, billionaires destroying soccer. Yes, is that that? That's w, what the Daily Mail is reporting. The Daily Mail is greedy. Yes, yeah. that's that's pretty much the attitude. Uh, they don't. So you, you, the Premier League, if you're one of the, you know, their four or five top teams, you got to split uh, the pot, not like the NFL does. You, I mean, you can make all your marketing and money on that top, but but the the fee that the main sponsors for the league play, you divide it up one through twenty, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know, if if you're a rotten team, but you get you get you're in the second division, and you get moved up to the first division. Yeah. You're one of the make they, the jump. They got the three that come up and the three that come down. You get like millions, and these guys don't want to give millions. I guess Manchester United and all those, but the soccer world is in a frenzy over this. Woo-hoo. So, and but Germany and uh, I think Germany and France are not involved in it as of yet. Their best team, so. But it's. Uh, I think we should try to get the loons in there. I was just going to say, great. when do we? What's our, <laughs> I think we get the loons in the Super League. Are the loons? Are they running right now? Yeah, they even... started Saturday, I believe. I thought. And what's I thought their, that was capacity? their first game. Do we know what capacity they, they have? Uh, they played uh, Saturday at Seattle and uh, lost four to nothing Ooh. after being a nil-nil halftime score, and uh, and then they're back here Saturday night, I believe, and they're they're letting what I read thirty-two. Is it thirty two hundred? Four thousand. Oh, four thousand. Maybe they're letting. Well, I suppose 4, they get more because it's open air. It's twenty thousand. Yeah. yeah, and it's, it holds twenty. So they lost four zip. Is there a uh, is there a catchphrase like you got to put the biscuit in the basket for hockey? Do we have <laughs> you got to score the soccer ball? What is well, Pat loves saying nil nil. Nil nil. Nil nil. Okay, four nil. Nil nil. Hey, what do you think, old Steve Stricker, going wire to wire? Uh, Steve uh, Stewart Sink. I'm mean. sorry, Stewart Sink. Stewart Sink. Yeah. yeah, how about that? He's been playing good. You yep. know, he's 47. What? What? Is I he didn't, really? I didn't know. He was that I old. didn't look up the stats. When, when's the last time a guy that age won? It's it got to be a while. You know? uh, older people have won that tournament. Harbor boy, they, remember where they used to get a field because all mm-hmm. the East, all the Europeans would stay over after playing. You know, they'd come over and play the Masters, and then they'd stay over. Well, they now all live here, so they right, don't. Right. They don't. They all live in Orlando, so they don't uh, come here. Uh, you know, or, or PGA Palm Beach Gardens or someplace. So they, the they, oldest winners of a tournament. Sam Snead, fifty-three or something. Uh, Fifty-two years, ten months, eight days. Uh, and that was in 1956. Now it just refreshed, so I lost it. There's a couple mm-hmm. other ones, but these guys are in their uh, early 50s. Uh, 51, was... Art Wall, the Greater Milwaukee Open. Oh, yeah. And let's see, what's the big one? Uh, there's nothing really. Red Jack... Bush was 46 when he won yeah. a Masters yes. in 86, I think. One of the few I didn't cover in that era. I remember sitting at home in the... Uh, in the living room saying, nah, I should probably be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember about three years later, Joe, that he, he like, 
the first two days he made a run like on Saturday morning he was in contention or yeah. something and they yeah. were 49 or 51 or something. Yep. Davis loved the third at 51 years, four months, and 10 days, won the 2015 Wyndham Championship. I would have been there rooting against him. Yeah. <laughs> Go Europe. Go Europe. <laughs> give me an E, in. give me a U, give me an R, give me an O, a P, P, E, E. Europe, Europe, Europe. Oh. Boy, we got a lot of looks that day from Radio Row, didn't we? <laughs> oh, Pat. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to mention here? Uh, you didn't uh, declare the big announcement with our number one basketball recruit. I was very disappointed. Oh, there was Chet. someone that said he was very disappointed to see that Chet Holmgren didn't pick St. Thomas. St. Thomas, <laughs> yes. I thought he might go to New Mexico because he just loved the basketball, the quality of the basketball he saw from Richard Patino as a youth <laughs> here. Uh, you know, think about it. He was nine when Patino got hired as the coach oh here. God, you're right. He had uh, eight years to make an impression. But, wow. Uh, and, uh, Does that mean it's likely that Suggs is going to stay since they went to high school together? No. Suggs no, is done no, for sure? God, be first, second, or third in the draft. That's He'd true. You have to be an idiot you're to right. leave. Hey, Joe. I, I, again, I, I want to reiterate my tweet My uh, tweet of uh, he just doesn't have it. So you should stay another year in school and, uh, and learn a little more, get better at basketball. Hey, Joe. Hmm? You remember what a beanpole uh, your uh, your oldest child was? Oh, yeah. You, have you seen this guy? Which guy? Chet, Chet Holmgren. Holmgren? No. Is he a beanpole? 7'1", oh. and he might weigh 150 pounds. He needs a sandwich, man. Yes, get, get that guy a, get that guy a Wendy's. No, he double. needs to go to Grunhoffers and say, give Grunhoffers. me everything. <laughs> yeah, right. What's the most fattening product you have? Let's. <laughs> how's that potato salad? Put a little extra mayo in there. Let's go. He's like that Will Zalatoris, who I don't even think is from Earth. <laughs> yeah, right. That was... <laughs> Frightened me, yeah. uh, you know. As I said, I said this last week. The, the this the champions meal dinner would have been raisins and nuts if he'd <laughs> won the thing next year. You can see uh, Gray sitting there going, "Yeah, yeah, oh, boy, that's, that's enough. Good, yeah, that's oh, a good more raisin. kale, please, right. more yes. kale." Wonder how you get that kale. Wonder how you know you get that. Uh, you know, desire to your, do that. No, your body runs like that where oh. you you don't weigh anything. That would be called your uh, you know your genetics. Yeah, your, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is it called? Your chemistry. Your uh, <laughs> metabolism. 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 How do you get that? Because I mean that that guy's got to eat, right? Your chemistry. You so. <laughs> there yeah, are pe- chemistry. there are people there are people who just it's it's hard to for me to imagine, but there are people who don't like to eat fattening food. In great quantities, it's right. uh, it's terrible. I had the really good furnace up until I well basically started working here. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do it. Because, uh, but yeah, it, it is a function of genetics mostly. But mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people do have the really good metabolism forever. My buddy Jimbo, he's still fifty-two. He's as skinny as a rail. He eats anything. Who's uh, who was the kid we had running the board when we first started doing the morning show? Oh, the the overnight kid. Josh, Overnight Joe? what was that kid? Josh no, Winger, the kid, young Josh kid. Winger, young guy. Oh, Winger, Josh yeah, Winger, Josh yeah. Winger. And I got in a habit on Tuesday mornings of bringing in donuts. Okay. Because we have a donut shop up the street, and I'd knock on the door at three o'clock in the morning, you know, and I arrange yeah. with them and. 
get a couple of dozen donuts right out of the grill. Oh, nice. And Coles used to tell me, if he got there before me, Josh would say, you think he's bringing bon- donuts today? You know, I mean, that, that was his whole, The poor kid sat old. there night after night all lonely. All he could think of was donuts. Oh, it's Tuesday. It's donut day. You know, you really learn, and Rookie, I know you can attest to this too, you really learn how much you love working in radio if you can survive an extended period working overnights. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's... Really said I've ever had to do that one. Yeah, no, my yeah. favorite That's how is my favorite though is when we used to get the free stuff, right? Okay. And we, now we were working later in the day. Okay. And they'd be a dozen Krispy Kremes or something in there, and there'd always be a half of one remaining. Oh, that would drive right. you nuts. What, what, well, what is wrong with Minnesotans? There's one donut left. Take, take it. it. Uh, all in. All in. You got to go all in. There's no halfsies. Just take it. Don't either take it or don't take in it. In fact, um, your staff knows you well, Patrick, where I don't remember. probably remem- did that on purpose. I don't remember what it was, but Rookie was going to grab the last of something. I said, cut it in half. It's going to drive Royce insane. <laughs> so Rookie Not it. because I wanted it, but the con- the idea that, Just oh, eat the I'm going to. And we also had another situation, of course, Rook was behind it because he's so brilliant at this. There was an uh, an empty uh, styrofoam container filled with garbage, and Rookie wrote on it, free cookies. <laughs> I think it was Ruffs. I think it was Ruffs that Ruffs. grabbed it and instantly it's, knew it was you. Like, Damn it. He opened up and went, shoot. He had an expletive. I mean, oh, man. I loved Rufsy. Oh, that was, was funny. Easy to play that was well, funny. When, they, uh, when, when the Chick-fil-A was starting to come to town and they were bringing oh, in the freebies, yeah. you could get killed. Oh, yeah. If you were walking over there to grab one, you could get trampled. There was usually a stampede. There's no question about it. On that day, we went to Hoyt's and Kenny ate seven of the chicken sandwiches, but threw the buns away. He just wanted the sandwiches. Then he went to get a pork chop at Hoyt's. Oh, my God. Oh. oh, I remember that night. We all had to go there, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah we, we did. were all there. Yeah. That's when you ordered a salad. Well, I'd eaten at home. <laughs> wow. well, we, we, it was getting late, man. We didn't I eat couldn't wait 8, 8, I couldn't wait till 8 o'clock. Definitely dinner's at 6. Definitely dinner's at you 6. Guys, Radio doesn't hire weird people You guys all. would have each paid a $25 admission fee to go back to the 70s when Joe was on a baseball trip and we lined up. A big meal at Sally's Steakhouse on a Saturday night oh. in Milwaukee. And I think Katie was on the trip, I think, with me. But it, and, you know, we, 8 o'clock, you know, because we'll be done right in 7.30, we're still sitting around waiting to get say, seated because it wasn't a big place. Roll me nuts. All of a sudden. Bad waiter. It's time to sit. What happened to Joe? And somebody's. He left. He couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> he left. Was He's he looking gone. at his watch every three seconds? Oh, God. He was, well, he was I wonder if Sally still exists. No, doesn't. It's gone. And neither does Butch's, does it? Remember I don't Butch's? think Butch's does. Butch's oh. is great. There's a, I don't think the one over by Jeffrey Dahmer's house is either. What was the name of that place? The one over by Marquette. It was. They had a place there where really? you would, uh, John's or something, you would go in. Order at the bar, yep. And and fifty minutes later, they'd come and tap your shoulder, and and you'd sit out, and the salad would be there, and the steak would come out like a 
five minutes later. They, wow. they were they were turning over. They tables. wanted to turn that baby over. Sure. They didn't want people sitting there and lollygagging. Oh, occupying time. Yeah, sure, yeah. that makes sense. You know, they probably would, fifty uh, bucks per person. I'd never seen that before. John's, I think. It Where was. was County Stadium in relation to Miller Park? Right next to it. Oh, it was. Okay. It's now the parking lot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Hmm. And apparently, if you owned a restaurant, it was just a one of somebody's first name. You know, Butch's, <laughs> yeah. Sally's, John's. Right. right. Worst experience of my life, though, not the worst, but top five was stopping. We were driving back from Milwaukee after a day game. I think it was about three or four of us. But we decided to stop at Carl Rochester. And eat German food. Oh boy! Before the, before the, this was when the speed limit was fifty-five. You know, we drove back. (laughs) (laughs) Sour brat. That was a rough one. That was a rough road. Now does Carl Rochester still exist? No, Carl Rochester went out of business. What the hell? There's nothing left. Well, there's you know some of the maters and uh, I think a couple of the other old ones are are there. But what was the restaurant? Put away the menu, boys. The kid from Folda's gonna Hopkins, I think. Uh, what was that? When when Guy Green and yeah, put Harrington away the menu, boys. <laughs> hey, I ran into Harrington. He's uh, he's bartending at uh, the the place out in left field uh, the, where you're. Oh, oh, the Great Duck. Uh, the Great Duck. Where your sister used to work. The Great Duck, or is it? Where um, your sister used to work. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, what was it? The rum. Doctor, who's the rum guy? Captain uh, Morgan? Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan, yeah. It's now something else. Yeah, it's something else. It's, it's the Great Duck. Duck. Does your sister oh, still yeah. work there? I saw him at church all during Lent. I Did ran into Great sister? Yeah. Uh, wasn't your sister working? Yeah, there? and the Wild Games. I'm not sure what her status is with the, with the comeback. I don't know if... Um, I know Teresa was, and Paula, my cousin, was, but I'm not sure. Oh, I got to give you this report, Joe. Father Brian O'Rourke died. Yeah. My cousin. Yeah. Uh, The O'Rourkes, of course, uh, Frank and Helen were the parents. My Helen was my mother's sister. They lived in the big house over on Wilder. Yep. And right around the corner was St. Mark's. And uh, I think by the time the Ricey kids started staying there, we'd come up and we'd stay with them when we came up from Fulda. I think maybe uh, the two oldest boys, uh, uh, John and Jerry, were already gone. Jerry was in, uh, went to the Capucin monks or some dang oh, thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Sheila was the uh, daughter, and uh, then Brian was the youngest. He ended up, you know, becoming a priest. Uh, and and greatest guy ever but he ended up coming back his last his last parish priest job when he was in his 60s or early 70s was at st mark's right around the where he where his his mother helen uh would uh would you know was the secretary there but that's where he was raised as a kid and mm-hmm. he uh he ended up coming back to st mark's now here was the only downside the O'Rourke's were the greatest people of all time. Frank and Helen. Seen it on Helen. And he was the mechanic arts coach? He was the mechanic arts football coach. And, yep. and later on, when the, the the kids were all gone, they moved over to Rome. They, were, they lived over on Rome mm-hmm. Avenue, right up there by uh, Montreal, yep. and yep. Up, right up. But in the big old house, the problem with the big old house was if you mistimed it okay. after dinner... Rosary. Oh, oh wow. on the knees. Yeah. yeah. You now you could. It was carpeted. Yeah. The, Still. The, the big, the main room 
was carpeted with the TV in it, and you could lean on the for you could find an ottoman or a chair yep. or a couch yep. or even you, you, could, you could lean you could <laughs> lean forward. You didn't have to stand up, but the whole rosary. Oof. Was it all year long? Only three sixty five, baby. I would wow. have been I would yeah. have been over at St. Mark's shooting some extra hoops in Joe Meyer's Sadie and Gymnasium. Mm-hmm. When they lived on Rome, is that St. Greg's is over there, right? Yeah. St. Gregory's. They ended up they were on the other side, you know, so they would have had to walk all the way around and when they got older, basically the neighbors made them a little path through the oh, backyards through? through the backyards and the fences. So they could cut through because they went to mass every every oh morning, gosh. every morning. Mm. Yeah, that's so, dedication that Frank, I don't have. But my brother, my brother actually, uh, when he first came to college, and uh, apparently with a mild attention to graduate, he uh, <laughs> which which we he quickly lost. Right, he was going to go. He went to St. Thomas, I believe, the first uh, quarter or whatever it was, and then he transferred to the U and. Became a very good gin rummy player, but uh, <laughs> but uh, he he was there that fall and would go to the mechanic arts football games with Frank. And this Frank is the most religious guy that ever lived, and you know just a great guy. But the halftime speech, uh, Michael heard some words that he never mm. thought Uncle Frank uh, was it. capable of speaking. That's probably why he was going to church he every said, day. I remember him saying to me, you got to listen to Frank at halftime. You get a whole new opinion of him. <laughs> did, did Frank ever have good clubs here? Not bad, but uh, the one time I saw them play, so God, I'm eight years old, maybe nine. Yeah. They were playing Central, and that was the arch rival, of course, because those were the two... The, the, right. Where the black kids first started going to school were Mechanic Arts and Central, yep. and and they were the arch rival. But the the uh, mechanics had, I mean, Central had the Blakely brothers, which were they both ended up playing at the U. They were these two great studs, and uh, and uh, it was in Old Griffin Stadium, which was old then, and uh, they got their ass kicked. And I sat next to. Aunt Helen, and she was praying and doing everything else, but it didn't help. <laughs> Covering her ears during halftime. <laughs> praying, praying did not help you tackle the Blakely Brothers. No, no. <laughs> Mechanic arts trainers. They trainers. Were the trainers. What a great nickname. Yeah. I spoke at the, the, I don't know if it still exists, but they had an M club. They've been I, did, of, I did that once, Pat. Did them. you? Yeah. Yes. They've been out of business since the mid seventies. They beat yep. Folda in the state basketball tournament in the wow. in the seventies by holding the ball. Those cheating son of a guns. Uh-huh. Remember Elmer Bailey? He was a great yes. athlete. Yeah. Yes. Elmer was like their last great athlete at Mechanic Arts, and uh, I think they lost in the state finals that year. But but yeah, they, it was uh, uh, you know it, it went out of business about seventy five seventy six. But the trainers Frank was there forever. He was the AD for a long time after he was a. After he was uh, the coach there. So, anyway. Hey, uh, really quick. Uh, Joe, on Friday, Pat was in here uh, working on his uh, piece for over the weekend. And we stumbled upon uh, some YouTube clips. And listen to me, people. If you have some time to kill, which I did Friday night, of course. Go to YouTube and search Charles Barkley, comma, San Antonio. (laughs) And you get gems like this. 
Oh, oh my sure could do that right now. Entertainment in Houston. I bet you couldn't do that to them big ass women in San Antonio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not even in San Antonio. So it's just Barkley it's making something. fun of the big old girls from San Antonio. <laughs> and he, 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 no way. This is what ten years ago. At There's least. no way he could get away with that anymore. No, but, but oh he, God, no. It used to be his joke, his oh. running joke on that show when it was the greatest. He would say because apparently he was. I don't know. I, I think he got harassed unmercifully when That's he played in San Antonio, yes. especially when he was Houston. So he noticed that some of the the girls in the expensive seats oh. were large, and he did that joke for five years. The Spurs are in the middle of this great dynasty with one of the best players ever, and he's all he could comment is on the big old girls from San Antonio. Oh, it's it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. He got away. You know, it's what made that show great and helped make the NBA. Oh yeah. And now they now of course he couldn't get away with no, that stuff. No. So he still and and. He's he never had a real great interest in who was who, but he's lost it completely now. <laughs> Hearing him on on halftime, on halftime of the college of the NCAA tournament is just hysterical. He doesn't know who any of these guys well, are. Pat, he says that tall kid. I saw him play that tall skinny they, kid. What's they started a bit on their show called "Who He Play For" yeah, who he play because for. he didn't know <laughs> the player on the team. Who he play for? That was in the NBA. For the they, NBA, you're right. You're right. Quiz him, and they'd put a little hat, wizard's hat on him, and put him on a <laughs> on a stool, and, and they would give him hints and say who he played for, you know. <laughs> oh, what a great! Because he one day he said who he played for. Play for. Yeah, they asked him, Charles, uh, tell us about McDermott. He goes, who he play for? <laughs> also, Joe, yeah. worst golf swing of all time, and oh, that comes terrible. that it's comes terrible. from a guy who has a bad golf swing. Right. He stops three times. Yeah, it's get... got like not one hitch, but three hitches <laughs> yeah, when he right. tries to get the follow through. Oh, they remember he was wasn't uh, he going to be on the Hank Haney? Wasn't he one of Hank Haney? Yeah, I think they guy. just ultimately gave up. Yeah, they did. He got no better because he just dragged it along. And I think well, he's he... doing a great commercial now, Golf Galaxy or something. Oh, d- Charles is. He... is? Yeah, I haven't oh, it's seen wonderful. That. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. he's a he's a great guy. I already told you the story about I was. Sitting with Silas McKinney in a bar and the that on Tory Pines there and and Barkley he rec- he he tried to illegally recruit Barkley when he was down <laughs> in Alabama and uh, and they were just telling stories but when Charles got up to leave uh, this guy came over and this kid had had uh, birth defects you know but he was now in his twenties and then the guy was you know in bad shape but a Charles fan Charles went over there and he was. He was leaving, but he went over there and talked to the kid for forty-five minutes. That's cool. Think I, you know. So they say Brian uh, Brian McIntyre used to be the SA the the uh, the media guy for the entire NBA. He said the best guy they ever had with people. Did you ever read the famous story about a Japanese family that whose whose father was befriended by Barkley? Yeah, that's it, right. It was a great piece written by I think the Japanese father's kid. And how they just, you know, I think he was an engineer or something. Mm-hmm. And they ran into each other at a whole, you know, at a bar in an airport and started shooting the breeze. And the next thing you know, 
They be- they became fast friends to the point where Barkley attended the guy's funeral. Yeah, I did read that. Oh, yeah, it was a hell that. of a piece. Yes, yeah. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. He yeah. just he's, he just liked people, you know. Yep. Unless you unless you came up and taunted him like that guy in Milwaukee, and he dropped him right in his the guy in the Skyway who came up and started giving him a hard time, and he dropped him. I right don't know who Angola is, but they in a world of trouble. <laughs> Well, then he elbowed the guy, too, in the face. Oh, that's right, he did. Elbowed the guy from Angola in the face, and he said, bleep Angola. <laughs> <laughs> they asked him, they wanted him to feel guilty, you know, because right. they were 60 ahead, and some skinny famine kid from Wow, I'm from playing against Barkley. elbowed him in the face, and he says, bleep Angola. Uh-huh. It was unbelievable. You know, world of trouble. He's a great player, though, man. He was a good oh, player. Wasn't he one of the top five players of all time in his six, prime? Six, well, I don't know about it. It's top ten. And six, five playing inside, too. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. So... Well, you promised us the sport is shortest Monday night sports talk ever because you're not feeling in the pink. So, uh, but you know, I lied. This is a normal length one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. All right, I'm done. All right. All right. See you later. If you want the best lawn on the block all season long, hook up with a Minnesota-grown lawn care company that knows that dandelions, mystery weeds, bare spots, and blight are completely unacceptable. That's ProfessionalTurf.com. If you want service techs with 20 years of experience, techs who throw down a combination of environmentally friendly weed killer and slow-release long-term fertilizers, then visit ProfessionalTurf.com. And you know what? While you're on the website, take a close look at their landscape projects. And don't forget, they'll service your irrigation system, too. You will have the most lush and luxurious lawn on the block. It's our one stop for exceptional landscape irrigation services and the best lawn on the block, ProfessionalTurf.com. Ricey here with Canopy Group Facts. Fact one, the Canopy Group writes more business in one month than a captive agent writes in three years. How is this possible? Let's share the other facts for you to understand. Fact two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Fact three, the Canopy Group offers annual policies, not six-month policies, that leave you at risk for two premium increases per year. Fact four, the Canopy Group offers one deductible at claim time, not two, three, four, or even more. Fact five, every year the Canopy Group will shop your home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. Captive insurance agencies can't shop that way for you because guess what? They only have one company to deal with. Now that you have the facts, it's time to get the options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently 
currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. At Eagle Fund Motorsports in Forest Lake, it's right downtown Forest Lake. You can't miss it. In fact, a lot of people who go to Grunhofer's drive uh, north on 61, another five miles, and they're stopped right at the front door of EcoFund Motorsports. I got my Bintelli electric assist bike at EcoFund Motorsports. They have a full line of Yamaha motorcycle products, and they uh, specialize in quality, affordable scooters, mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, all of the equipment and the service that you want. EcoFun sells Bintelli e-bikes. I got a bronze-colored one. I've been riding it. You can pedal it on your own or use the motor assist, or you can use the thumb control and cruise up to 20 miles an hour with no effort at all. Stop in, take a test ride. You are going to love these electric assist bikes. And at EcoFun, you'll discover there's no other store in Minnesota that offers an on-the-floor display of electric assist bikes that compares to what you will find at EcoFun. And at EcoFun, You're not paying the crazy prices they charge for e-bikes at the shops that exclusively sell bicycles. This is a store that sells fun. See it for yourself. Take that short drive to Forest Lake and check out EcoFun Motorsports or learn more at EcoFunMotorsports.com.